The following pre-recorded program is brought to you by Wrestling with the Inner Man. Welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man, because the first fight we face each and every day is a fight with our flesh. Do we listen to our selfish, sinful nature or to divine nature guided by the Holy Spirit? Your host, David Savage, is a product of the West Texas desert and energy industry who recently received the biggest promotion of his life, reporting directly to the top boss, God. We hope you're ready to rumble because wrestling with the inner man begins now. Good evening, WWM listeners. Last October, Pastor Aaron Thomas and I waded into the deep waters of courtship and marriage in our Charm School series. It would be hard to argue that there is a more important decision in life than choosing a mate to procreate and share your life with. Yet so many people today, young people especially, are given very little coaching or advice on how to go about this important selection process. And to put a humorous spin on it, I decided to call this new series Summer School because it's August and because so many young men are failing term school, so they need some additional help. At this time... From the opposite sex. That's right, WWM listeners. Today, and in the next three episodes, I am bringing the first women guests onto Wrestling with the Inner Man to corroborate or refute my charm school theories on courtship and marriage. We are going to visit with four beautiful women representing four generational views. Two are not yet married, and two have been married for some time now and are parents of daughters. Furthermore, Three are professional counselors and one is a teacher, so we have extremely qualified women to offer their thoughts and advice on the essential question of courtship and marriage. How do I find and win the right one for marriage? So our debut guest is our youngest, a 24-year-old graduate of Texas A&M University representing the Gen Z group of young women just starting their journey in a world filled with gender confusion, and uncertainty about the meaning of marriage. Emily Nelson, thank you for agreeing to be on the show, and welcome to Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I'd like uh, our audience to get to know you a little bit uh, you know, and get to know about your background. So can you briefly, uh, briefly tell our listeners a little about yourself and where you are in terms of seeking a life partner? Sure. Um, I grew up in the Houston area. I'm from around here. Um, and I graduated from Texas A&M in, yes, in 2020 um, with a chemical engineering degree. And at that point, I moved to Dallas to work. And after a little while, I decided that I wanted to be a teacher instead. So I got my certification and moved back here. Um, meanwhile, my boyfriend also went to A&M. We met there. Um, and he graduated with his bachelor's degree, but actually went back to get his master's in mechanical engineering. So we've been in a serious relationship for almost five years now, dating through college and everything. And we do plan to get engaged soon. Um, but the logistics are just now working out with him just having graduated and started working. Yeah, fantastic. So you're off the market then? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Emily, we visited before the show, and you had a chance to browse, browse this heavy book that I you know, had you take a look at. It's Wing to Wing, Oar to Oar, Readings on Courting and Marrying. So you've also taken time to listen to the podcasts and, you know, you're familiar with what, you know, my some of my theories are. And and we're defining uh, courtship as that collection of activities aimed at finding and winning the right one for marriage. So I asked you to take a closer look at the section uh, titled, Is This Love? 
Eros and its aims. And it's because you're the youngest guest, you know, that I'm mm-hmm. talking to. And that's usually what gets us is, you know, puppy love or infatuation or the first time you fall in love, you fall real hard, like in high school. Um, so did you have a love before this one? Um, yes, I would say it was more of a puppy love. In high school, I dated a couple of people. I actually um, dated a guy for two years in high school, but I don't think I was really going about it the right way. It was more of that first experience of having that feeling. Um, and it kind of got to the point where I had wanted to break up. Our values weren't aligned. Our goals were not aligned. Um, but it's really hard to break up, and so you keep putting it off. And the longer you put it off, the harder it was um, to actually do that. So I think that it's important to go into it looking with the right intentions. It is. In fact, I I would say that the skills required for breaking up are one of the most important things because when you you recognize that the relationship isn't right or it's not a good fit, you need to move on. And it's really only fair to the other person and to you to uh, move through that. And unfortunately, it seems today there's a lot of pressure to become sexually intimate too early in a relationship. And it's even harder to break up, you know, if if that's the case, you know, if you're already, you know, involved uh, you know, intimately or, you know, even living together because then people stay together and, and it's just wrong. And, and that's uh, how, how bad relationships happen. So we have to be careful about Eros because that's not going to last, you know, through the, the, you know, a lifetime of, of a shared life. Right. So um, you, you mentioned that you have an exclusive relationship. For almost five years now, and and this is the right one, correct? Yes. So how did you uh, determine, you know, that he was the right one? Did you have a a criteria or did you learn things from, from, you know, obviously you you just mentioned there were some things uh, maybe about his values and other things. You know, so sometimes when you go through that initial experience, you don't know for sure what you want, but you learn what you don't like. And then that's helping you kind of hone in on your your criteria and your your search uh, uh, tactics. So what, how, how did you determine that? And what's his name? His name's Ryan. Ryan. So how did you determine that Ryan now is the right one? Um, I would say my biggest criteria that I was looking for in college was that um, he was a Christian man that was actively pursuing his relationship with God. Um, I met a lot of guys in college that said they were Christians, but weren't doing anything about it. Um, and College is the point where I really started to grow in my faith. And so my biggest criteria was looking for somebody that was going to lead and encourage me in that faith. Um, And I was actually friends with Ryan for about a year before we had started dating. And I think that that love really progressed naturally because I loved him as a friend first. And then it grew into more of a romantic love. And then we actually, you know, started dating. Mm -hmm. So so you've been you were friends with him for uh, about a year, you said. And then so how did it? How did it make the transition? Did you initiate that or did he or how did that happen? Yes. So I had actually wanted to start dating him a lot sooner, um, but he was wanting to wait just to make sure that his intentions were right. He had recently broken up with someone and he didn't want to ruin our friendship if it was just that um, infatuation. Rebound. Rebound. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds like a great guy, you know, that he's uh, he wanted to, you know, ratify or verify, you know, what his intentions were. So your own criteria. So I asked you before we, we you know, got on the show here that, all right, so you do want to be married and you do want to have children. So, yes. you know, that's some of the criteria because do you talk about those things, like about having children, you know, before you get engaged? You know, that's important yes. too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, we've definitely had a lot of conversations about those things and just about our other values and what we want out of life in general, just to make sure that our views are aligned on that. 
Yeah. I, well, so and then you had also mentioned that you'd been raised, you know, that courtship now, because this is what we're talking about. Yes. This <laughs> is what men wrestle with, you know, is <laughs> is courtship. You know, everybody thinks it's just uh, it's not applicable anymore. But most men and women will end up probably getting married. And so courtship is that finding the right one. And so that's what we're really trying. That's what I'm kind of digging in a little bit more about, mm-hmm. you know, criteria, how you meet how that courtship takes place, you know, when it's done properly. And then, you know, what the motives are, you know, that people have, you know, behind, you know, people go out like, I, you know, when I was in college at A&M, you know, we went out, we wanted just to have a social connection or a dance partner, you know, maybe. But but to be intentional, this is one of my premises, you know, that I talked about in, in Charm School. And uh, in my 101 series, I said, you know, think back to when you're in high school and you're trying to get into college, you know, so it's really important to have like good SAT scores. And then you got to be like usually in the top quartile of your high school class. So if young men out there who are listening are like, man, I want to be in the top quartile of finding a beautiful young woman who wants to share life, who wants to bear children with me and who wants me to be the spiritual leader of the home. Wow, man. I mean, I really, really want that. I think it's important that you have to make the decision that that's what you want as a man and I'm telling you guys, that is the decision, whether you know it or not. That's the best way to have the happiest, fullest, most productive life that you get to share with someone else. So I said that there were a premise that you had to accept. And if you would accept my premise, that you would be in this top quartile. And I, you know, the, the premise is, is that you recognize that you are an image bearer of God and have great value. And that uh, you understand that you were made by God to be in a relationship with a woman. And whether you are a believer or not, almost all men will ultimately become married. And so my advice was know that if you acknowledge your human heart and need for a mate, share life with and let women know that you are not retreating from commitment, but in fact deliberately looking for the woman you want to marry and have a very good idea of how you will win her, you've just put yourself in the top 25%. Now that, that was my premise. Do you support that premise? Yes, I support that premise. Um, I think that one of the biggest problems that I've seen just with the culture, especially with people my age, is that courtship isn't really something that happens anymore. Right. Um, I think there's a lot of confusion around, you know, like gender identity, sexuality, what are the roles of men and women. And a lot of times um, men aren't really expected to be a leader anymore, but Talking with some of my friends who aren't yet in relationships, I can tell you that, at least from the people that I've talked to, women do want to be courted. Um, and I think that it's the role of the man to be the leader in that relationship and to show those intentions, to show that leadership right off the bat gives you a really strong case. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I mean, thank you for affirming and confirming that. I think that is true. Uh, whatever society says or whatever a, a radical feminist view you know, is, is like women want to be courted. You know, they want to be treated. They want to be pursued. They want to be sought after. They want to be loved and protected. And so uh, I'm glad to hear that even today, you know, in these peculiar times, you know, that they still want that. So, guys, we've we've already affirmed theory one. You know, <laughs> so, uh, so many young men like to hunt and fish to collect a trophy for their wall. And they will go to great lengths to secure one. They research where... Uh, the target animal lives, you know, or where they fish. Uh, they learn what they like to eat and where it can be found. They study their habitat and their patterns of movement and behavior. 
they look for signs of proof that they've been in the area, like scat, you know, and uh, they glass with binoculars to spot them where they are far away and won't be spooked. They stalk them and carefully look for the best opportunity to take their shot. So men who hunt like this take extraordinary planning measures, spend considerable time and money, and are extremely patient to bag this trophy animal. Now, Proverbs 18.22 says, He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So, Emily, since you're representing Gen Z here, for other women who may not be off the market as you are, please tell us how should men take similar measures to find a wife and favor from the Lord? Yes, I think kind of like we were talking about earlier, it's important to be intentional. Um, And when you are searching for a person, when you find somebody you might be interested in, kind of like you were saying with your hunting analogy, to Mm -hmm. really get to know the person, um, to figure out what their goals are in life, what their values are, um, to make sure that you are aligned with them. Mm -hmm. So so let's just uh, imagine for a moment that, that you weren't in a committed relationship with Ryan right now. And where would you try to meet people like i I mean i i think church i think church is a is a great place and i think people are resistant to go to church and i but if you're if you're in an environment you know this is a again using you know the the habitat you know of what you're really looking for you have a much better chance of finding a good person who's at least you know trying to work on themselves who admits that they have flaws and are sinning and are trying to you know work through this you know, beyond church, you know, how, how are like your friends who aren't, you know, how are they going about trying to put themselves in a position where they meet other good qualified prospects? Yes. Well, I was going to say church as well. Um, I have a lot of friends through my church that I know that are really strong Christians that are pursuing their faith. Um, so, I mean, I don't really know where I would look beyond that because those are the people that are not just saying that they're Christians, but are actually doing something about it, trying to be involved and to learn more um, and to grow in their faith. Yeah. You know, I met my wife. So I I didn't do it right the first time. I went, you know, through a divorce. I was married 11 years, had two children. And then, you know, I kind of went through this whole uh, self-examination where I had to realize that, you know, God really made me to be married. And so I shouldn't resist this. I shouldn't, you know, fight. I should actually be more intentional in, in seeking that life partner. And so I wasn't sure as a 40 year old divorced guy, uh, you know, how I was going to do that. And, uh, I had a job, I was traveling all over the country, you know, I had a national sales manager job and I, I saw a billboard right in front of my office. Every time I turned in, it says meet quality singles at Christian single web.com. And, you know, and I was like, well, uh, that's a sign from God. <laughs> so, so actually I, I went and talked to them and, you know, I had actually looked into some other things. Uh, I can't remember what, like eHarmony and some of these other, there's a lot of stuff in social media and stuff now where you can take these uh, tests, you know, what your compatibility areas are. Do you think that those are good ways uh, or, you know, anybody have any experience with those? Um, I don't really have any experience with those, so I don't think I can comment. I know that yeah. in general, most of my friends that are on you know regular dating apps are right. not looking for something serious, but right. I'm not really sure about, I don't really know anybody my age that um, has tried out Christian dating apps. Yeah, websites. I was wondering. I, I don't even know if that's still around. I believe it is. but So that's how I met Kim. Actually, she sent me an invitation, and uh, we met at, on ChristianSingleWeb.com. That's cool. <laughs> so and it's a great story, and we've been married 20 years now, and uh, she was... Uh, 
God's provision, you know, for me. Um, so you said that you were you were raised, you know, in in a church home, and that's that's just such a head start on life, you know, to have yes. good, strong family and uh, you know parents. And so, do you have any advice for people who who may not have had that upbringing, or maybe you know uh, their children of divorce, you know, have a little bit more uh, of a cynical view? You know, what what would you say, you know, to them? Um, so to them, I would say if they are a Christian pursuing a relationship with God. Um, I think that they have everything they need to go forward um, if they're following that biblical view of marriage and pursuing it the right way. While I do think I'm very fortunate to have been raised in a Christian house where those ideals were taught to me, I think it's just fine if you learn them as an adult um, through the Bible. Right, right. I mean, yeah. it's never too late. Uh, yeah. it, it's a great place to uh, to become whole, you know, to find mm-hmm. peace, to not be uh, suspicious, you know, of others and, and to be... Uh, guarded or hard-hearted i think that's that's kind of it's it's not easy to overcome that especially you know people that are are young again you know in my own experience you know if you if you have a a relationship that's uh infatuation let's just call it that eros and then and then you you break up and then you're like man you know that really hurt and uh now you said you you actually did the breaking up you know with your high school boyfriend and um so did you do that Softly, kindly, how did you? <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> I tried to. I actually, I broke up with him right before we had gone to college. And it was really hard because I still cared about him, but sure. I just knew that it had to happen. Right, right. I, again, I think that that's a, an important skill. And it, it, it's, it's really about communication, you know, in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So, so what else have you and Ryan uh, talked about in terms of like planning your life together? You know, you've been together, you know, you said almost five years. So I'm sure you've had quite a few discussions. You know. So how are you? kind of building that, you know, as you go into engagement. Yes. Every once in a while, we'll sit down and have conversations about what our plans are, what our goals are, what we intend for our future together. Um, And I think that sometimes those conversations are hard to have, especially when he was still in school and I was working, not really, I mean, he didn't know where he was going to have a job. He didn't know if it would be here or somewhere else. Um, so I think it's important to have that continuous communication, not just have a conversation one time and then move on. But we had continuing conversations um, to make sure that we will, were still on the same page. Yeah. So you talk about like how many kids you want to have or anything um, like that? Yes, we have. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I think, uh, you know, when we were when we had dinner the other night, uh, you were talking about as a teacher now and then you're a high school teacher, right? Yes. Tell us that story. So these kids are put in groups, and they don't even know one another's names. Yes. So I have a class, and they had been in the same class all semester. Um, And during the second semester, I had decided to put them in groups for an activity. And when I put them in these groups, the kids were introducing themselves to each other. And they had been sitting in the same classroom with each other, didn't even know each other's names. I think that... Especially with at least the kids that I've seen, they um, they don't know how to talk to each other. They are always trying to look at their phones and they have free time rather than actually talking to the people that are in the same room with them. Yeah, it's it's such a struggle. I, I don't I can't relate to it. I can't understand it because I grew up without that. But I see it and I hear about it. And that's kind of inconceivable to me that I could be mm-hmm. in a classroom of like 30 and for months and mm-hmm. not even know the name. And, and so this text. So I think that the the aspect of communication is such a struggle. 
Unless I guess you text one another. <laughs> I don't know. You know, because even my daughter, she uh, she pulled me into texting. You know, and I was like, ah, I can't type with my thumbs, and you know, I, I'm not very good at it. And I said, Why do you want to text? And she goes, Well, that's to uh, avoid those awkward pauses in conversation, Dad. And I'm like. Well, that's when you say, bye, I'll call you later <laughs> when you end the conversation. Instead of trying to be clever, you know, and think about, uh, you know, a pithy response. And, you know, it's, mm-hmm. then it's too uh, contrived and it, and it feels that way. Or people are like, well, they didn't respond. You know, well, I, I was busy. I had to go back to work and, you know, and then I ate and I worked out. So six hours have passed and, and they've already got all these emotions going on because you didn't respond to my text. And it's unfair it's just uh because no one can understand what those expectations are and it's just communication seems to be like a much much bigger struggle i agree um so in closing you know any any thoughts or advice for young men or women on finding and winning the right one for marriage you know uh, perhaps on you know moving along we've already talked about red flags or uh not compromising on your criteria i think that's also important it's like You've got in mind what you're looking for, and, you know, over time, because I know my, my daughter is 32, and, she, you know, she dated, she went to Baylor, had several kind of serious promising relationships, and they didn't work out. And then you're kind of like, man, you know, am I just unreasonable? You know, do I, am I ever going to find anybody? You know, when you get to that point of kind of really self-doubt about your, your criteria, you know, got any <laughs> advice or thoughts for folks on that? Yes, I think it's really important to not compromise on your criteria. Um, but I think that your main criteria should be, if you're a Christian, that they are also a Christian that's pursuing a relationship with God. Um, and I think that the best picture of love that we can see is the way that God loved us, his people, so much that he sent his son to die for our sins. Um, and he didn't send him to do that because we were good or worthy of it. He did it because he chose to love us. So I think that love is very much a choice rather than a feeling. And in order to have a successful relationship, you must choose to love that person, choose to put them before yourselves and to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And well, right, so I just want to ask one other question on that. So in the Bible, it does say that men are supposed to be the spiritual leaders and and then serve as Christ served the church and loved to the point where he died, you know, for the church. Mm-hmm. And that's how men are called. But then I know even today, older women, they just really struggle with this uh, submit word, you know, that's in the Bible. You know, so what What would you offer? Uh, I wish I wish you were married longer than you were saying, <laughs> I did it and my husband's a servant leader and this is working like that. But what would you say to women, young women who are like real, you know, kind of pro-feminist, like, I don't know if I could submit, but that's what it says in the Bible. Describe what you think that really looks like. Yeah, I would say to submit, it's it's what the Bible says. Your husband should be, you know, honoring you and taking care of you, but you are supposed to submit. I think that our culture says that women can be the leader, which I don't I don't think is biblical. It's a lie. You're yeah. right. You're right. It's a lie. And uh, it's funny because my daughter, when she was dating a young man in high school, Super passive. This is what I see when I look at young men today, and this is why I have this show. This is passivity to, mm-hmm. in the extreme. And and when you're young and you get to make the decisions about where you go to eat or what you're going to do, you like that as a lady because then you're like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to kind of you know control the agenda. But I said, what about when – your kids are having problems at school and you're having to do all the fighting, you know, with the with the school or, or with the electricity company or something. You don't want to be you want someone who's going to go to fight for you. Right. And, uh, 
So well, I want to just mention our uh, our sponsor, uh, Prism Specialties. You know, if you've got any issues where you've had damage, like in relationships, you know, it could be your electrical <laughs> equipment, it could be uh, fabrics, it could be uh, documents, but uh, Prism Specialties, they're in the restoration business. And we just uh, want you to use them if you have any of these problems because uh, they're, they're a terrific company and they sponsor the show. Let me just close with a, a word of prayer real quick then. Heavenly Father, just thank you for, for Emily for coming on and being uh, a bold contrarian, you know, like the fish that swim against the current. And we know that it's your plan for us to be married, and we just all would like to see a renewal in courtship because we want successful relationships for everyone out there. In Christ's name, amen. AM 1070, The Answer, Wrestling with the Inner Man. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Inner Man with David Savage. For more information, reach out to David at WrestlingWithTheInnerMan at gmail.com. That's WrestlingWithTheInnerMan at gmail.com. Tune in next time as Wrestling With The Inner Man tackles more tough topics to train up a generation of better men.